now it's time for the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, featuring health news, opinion, and insight from Wesley Chapel's concierge medicine physician, Dr. Tommy McElroy. And thank you for joining us today. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show. I'm Dr. Tommy McElroy. I'm a sports and family medicine physician, and I'm also the host of the Dr. Tommy Show on YouTube. Uh, this is a special day because we're talking with a specialist in helping physicians. A lot of the times when we cover uh, things for Ask Dr. Tommy Show, it's about general business. It's about you know patients. It's about uh, things that are having to do with medicine, but not necessarily do with physicians. But today, Dr. Stacy Funt, who is the founder of Lifestyle Health LLC, is here to talk with us about some of the work that she's been doing uh, with doctors to help them with burnout. Dr. Font, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. I came across your your information on LinkedIn. I saw there were some posts that you were making about physician burnout, and that's kind of a popular topic. And a lot of it is having to do with, I guess, doctors uh, <clears throat> having to deal with a lot of burdens of medicine that aren't necessarily related to taking care of patients, but all the other ancillary items. And uh, sometimes the reactions are, well, you know, this is a big systemic problem and we need to do this. We need, but you're actually actually doing the work to help these patients what, or these uh, physicians. What are you doing with them? Yeah, well, you know, healthcare in particular has a very high burnout right now that's been rapidly increasing. And part of that, as you mentioned, are systemic issues that need to be addressed at the level of the organization, you know, clearly. Yet even so, there's a lot that the individual can do for their own resiliency and their own self-care independent of what's happening within their system. Because sometimes we can take part in those changes and we can make that happen, and sometimes we can't. And some people don't have the option or the ability right now to switch their position. So it's how to go from barely surviving to enjoying life again and finding balance and finding peace. And so what can they do for themselves? How did you get involved with doing this? Well, you know, I'm a radiologist by training, and I got very involved with radiation safety and environmental toxins, and I ended up going back to school for nutrition and health coaching and found the field of lifestyle medicine, which is incredible. It's the science behind how behavior affects disease and chronic chronic disease and health. And so I got very interested in that, and I formed my company, Lifestyle Health, and I have three facets of, of how I function. I work one-on-one -on -one with private health coaching. I give community lectures all on lifestyle changes to affect health. And then I was working with, and I still work with, um, healthcare providers. And I was giving grand rounds in lifestyle medicine, et cetera, really teaching healthcare providers you know, the how to address chronic disease for their patients, et cetera. And it was really interesting because much of it was new information, and I realized this whole idea of self-care in healthcare is is pretty much nil. And you and I know from our medical training, mm -hmm. you know, the mantra is the patient comes first, and anything you personally need can kind of wait until you're done practicing medicine. <laughs> that was kind of how we were trained. And so a lot of physicians never really learned self-care, never really learned stress management, never really learned it's okay to take care of their own needs as well in addition to taking care of their patients very well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of a setup for burning out. And and so my talks have kind of evolved and I do a lot of work now. I'm working with a few residency programs I just started working with on burnout prevention and starting to change that culture a bit so that people can preserve their own selves so that they can give out more to their patients. 
what are some of the symptoms of burnout? We hear that a lot, you know, physician burnout, physician burnout. What are some of the symptoms? Is it just that you you don't like your job anymore, or is it is it physiological symptoms? Is it? Uh, no, it's it's much more than I just don't like my job, you know, and it's much more than just stress. Like stress, I could feel really stressed out. And just go take a vacation for a week and, and feel recharged and feel a lot better. You know, burnout goes beyond that. And it's it's a bunch of symptoms clustered together. It's emotional exhaustion, really, really exhausted. It's depersonalization, feeling like, you know, what I do doesn't even matter. And, you know, I'm not making any impact on my patients anymore. And it's cynicism, you know, it's really feeling like this is all terrible. Why did I go into this? I wasted my life, you know, really deep seated feelings that this is not right for me. I'm not functioning well. I'm no longer good at what I do. And I, it's it's a chore to get out of bed. And, you know, there's a whole continuum, of course, you know, and there was a big study that came out of the Mayo Clinic proceedings this past winter showing that more than 50% of physicians experience at least one major sign of burnout. And that study also showed that it increased 10% from 2011 to 2014. Hmm. And, you know, I think, I think there's such a big emphasis on it now because other studies have shown, you know, physician burnout has always been an issue, but other studies are now showing that it actually impacts patient satisfaction, it impacts the healthcare costs, so I think there's more of an emphasis now because policymakers and, you know, people on administration level are realizing it affects them on a much larger degree than just an unhappy employee. Right. And it also affects the, uh, the family life, I assume, of the physician. Absolutely. I mean, burnout, first of all, burnout is related to addictions. You know, some people for burnout, one of the first things they'll feel is increased anger. It, it, it erodes everything. It's not just taking away their joy in medicine, but it affects the whole family. It affects their colleagues at work, you know, many things. And, and one of the first things is just start to recognize there's burnout in me or in a colleague, you know, saying, hey, are you okay? What's going on? Because then, you know, there are certainly steps to take to try to alleviate that. Exactly. This is Dr. Stacy Funton. We're talking about physician burnout. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the things that she does to help people who are having physician burnout or burnout in general. And this is Dr. Tommy show. We'll be right back. Hi there. This is Dr. Tommy McElroy. You didn't go to medical school so you could fill out paperwork. Got into medicine because you wanted to help people. You want to make a difference. You want to heal and connect with your patients. Atlas MD is the EMR that will help you get to where you always wanted to go. Learn how to transition your practice to direct care and learn more about Atlas MD EMR at atlas.md. That's A-T-L-A-S dot M-D. And thank you for joining us again. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show. And uh, one of the things that we try to cover here is a broad spectrum of issues that are important. And one of the most important things is your health. And one of the most important parts of your health is your mental health. And we're talking to Dr. Stacy Funt, who is the founder of Lifestyle Health LLC. And she's a health coach by training, but she also is starting to work with physicians now. And tell us about some of that. We're talking during the break about the similarities between just the health coaching that you were doing and then now the physician 
burnout uh, coaching that you're doing now. Yeah, sure. And if I just may make a comment on what you said, you talked about, you know, your mental health is so important. I'm sure you can agree with me. When we're in medical training, we were taught like your physical health is in one house and your mental health is in another, like they're separate things. Mm -hmm. They are so intimately related. You know, mm -hmm. you really talk about one without the other. And I think the field of epigenetics is now really putting the science to that, like the different things that affect our genetic expression. And um, so, so these things are intimately related. You know, when we're feeling really run down, when we're really feeling really overwhelmed, when we're feeling exhausted, that affects our immune system and that can affect the level of inflammation in our body, et cetera. Um, but the work that I do, you know, I, I also work as a health coach and I started out working with people who are pre-diabetic or need to lose some weight and want to put exercise in their life, et cetera. And, you know, I found so many commonalities that went beyond just the particular action steps for the behavior they needed to change. You know, I felt for so many people, it was a matter of managing time and really managing energy and that feeling of overwhelm that I can just get it done, that I can cook my meals the night before, that I can bring lunch with me today so I can feel you know, how, you know, eat healthy, etc. And so much of it is just getting out of that massive hamster wheel of overwhelm that so many of us run on quite a bit of the time. And, you know, the one thing I found worked really well with people is when we got back to some basic exercises of identifying the core values. Mm -hmm. And everybody has different core values. For some people, it may be you know, peace, it may be excellence, it may be laughter, it may be family, it may be, you know, spirituality. Everybody has things that are the most important to them. And and what quite a few people identified is when they really got their core values, they saw that when they were living very much out of alignment with those core values is when things became the most chaotic. When do people start to stray? I mean, what are some of the common things that people allow them to uh, concentrate on things that are not their core values? Have you seen some common trends? Like, is it related to uh, trying to improve their appearance? Is it related to trying to improve their stat the status of their uh, social standing? Or is it having to do with family members, maybe? What kind of the things that are interfering with people's core values? It's variable. That's what I love about health coaching, because it's so one-on-one. -on -one. It's so variable. Yet... What I do see, I work with a lot of busy professionals, uh -huh. you know, so I do see that, you know, that desire we all have to belong and perform well and do our job well and be looked at as a good employee. Sometimes that, that, that need can overarch some of our other core values and how we really want to be living our lives. Uh -huh. And and that's a big one that I see. You know, and another thing is like the need to belong and the need to stay connected. You know, I've seen some people once they got a hold of their use of social media, really I mean it sounds like such a simple thing, right? But once they were able to put some boundaries and some limits uh -huh. on how they interact with social media, all of a sudden, it freed up so much time for them to be creating other things that were really, really important to them, like planting a garden or cooking or, you know, going, you know, exercise, whatever it may be. Like, 
almost like we get into these grooves of these behavior patterns. And once we slip into them, it's so easy to step in them, right? You know, we all know it's 11 o'clock at night and we think, where did the night just go? I was going to do X, Y, and Z. What just happened? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and sometimes it's a matter of just becoming conscious of the choices we're making. Do you think social media has a, can have a negative effect on people's mental health and, and, you know, burnout and things, but I mean, obviously, so, you know, studies have clearly shown that, right. Mm -hmm. We know there are studies that have shown that studies have shown the effects of Facebook on depression Mm -hmm. or, you know, just that whole aspect of it. But there's the whole other aspect. We are wired to want to go along with the herd, right? We're communities that, you know, we, we, sustain ourselves in community and it's part of our evolutionary wiring. So sometimes this fear of missing out or fear of being left out, you know, leads one to really compulsively be attached to social media and social media has wonderful things. It does help us stay connected and help us share information and grow and etc. Yet when it consumes a large part of our life and it's taking us away from creating what we want according to our personal values, then I think it could really become detrimental. You know, it's it's the biggest time suck that mm-hmm. people have. And and I'd say out of all the issues I work on with my clients, I'd say time management is number one. Even, you know, when they come to me to like, you know, lower the hemoglobin A1C and we end up working on time management. Mm-hmm. You know, and this applies to the burnout as well because, you know, we only have so much energy and we're giving out, especially as physicians and anyone in the healthcare realm or anyone who has a caretaking profession, you know, where they're giving out all the time, there needs to be a time to replenish, you know, and, and there are other exercises I do, you know, I do the values exercise and then I, I have an exercise I love to do and anyone can do this themselves and it's, you know, figure out what feeds you, you know, and I have people take a paper and on one side of the page, write all the things in life that, you know, when they're feeling, feeling terrible, it picks them up. It feeds them. You know, when I'm at, when I'm at my lowest, blank restores me to sanity. Mm-hmm. When I'm not feeling well, blank really helps me get over the hump. What are those things that you do that really fill you up? And then I have them take the side of the page and say, okay, currently in your life right now, what's draining you? Like what really sucks your energy that at the end you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I need whatever. And sometimes whatever is not the healthiest choice when you're at that point, you know, and to take a look, what's feeding you, what's draining you and how can we increase the feeders and how can we minimize the drainers and how can we start to balance your energy so you don't feel sucked all the time. Exactly. And I think most everyone can relate to that at some level. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show. I'm on with Dr. Stacy Funt and Lifestyle Health LLC is her business. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about how she's uh, transitioned from being a health coach to helping physicians with burnout and some of the ways that you can help yourself. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show. We'll be right back. When it comes to promoting a business or service, promotional products can deliver a huge bang for your buck. Blue Dot Promotional Marketing can help you match the right product to your business and budget, helping you be seen and remembered. Want to make a big impression with your prospects? Call Blue Dot Promotional Marketing at 813-977-1056 or visit bluedotpromos.com. Hey, 
And thank you for joining us today. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show. I'm talking with Dr. Stacy Font, who is a radiologist by training, and she specialized in radiation safety and cancer care. But then she became interested in health coaching and then transitioned actually into coaching physicians. And today we're talking about all of the different things that can lead us to become burned out, have a poor emotional health, poor mental health, and how it relates to your overall health. And uh, what are the things that you think are, are for, for you when you be, you're a radiologist, so you're helping physicians now, what are some of the things that you're doing to help physicians? Okay, so... So one of the one of the first things is you have to identify what's going on, right? If if you're not aware of what's going on, then you can't really take any action steps to help yourself. So number one is general education about what is burnout, what are the signs of burnout, where it comes from, you know, etc. So I'm giving a lot of talks right now to residency director programs for physicians in training. And physician groups, um, I now um, speak at some national conferences coming up. I'll be a speaker on physician wellness and physician groups. And that's to kind of get people in the mindset, oh, maybe there's really something going on besides I'm just cranky all the time and hate my life and hate my job. You know, maybe this is really something a little bit bigger than me that I can then have some say in. And, you know, I do want to point out, by the way, that clearly the answer whatever answer, you know, to physician burnout is not take better care of yourself alone. That's just a little part of it because we do have some enormous changes and enormous stressors in medicine and we do have some toxicity to the system and the way it's practiced. And that absolutely needs to be addressed clearly. You know, this is not to put all the burden on the physician and say, take more resiliency training and then you'll be okay because that that's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. But this is a way for people to get some relief and help themselves and make their own changes and, you know, take care of their own lives, whatever the system may be around them. How many times when you're dealing with physician burnout, how often would you say that the physicians who are working with you, if they're already practicing, not residents necessarily, but they're practicing they end up yeah. making a career change because they identify so many of those toxic, like yeah. you said, toxic system. Yeah. And they just so say, that, well, there's no way to you know, be happy in the system out of here. Yeah, that's a great question. And I have seen a gamut of solutions to that, right? Like some people really love their work and love their job and they just can't function EMR is driving them crazy or the hours are driving them crazy or their new administrator is driving them crazy and they're really having a hard time. Or it may be they're functioning well enough, but now something else is happening at home. Going through a divorce, God forbid, a child gets sick, you know, et cetera, that, that can send them over the edge. So for that person, we're going to work on stress management and resiliency and self-care. Believe it or not, some people instituting regular exercise and meditation can transform what they need or just getting boundaries, some firm boundaries of when to say no or some outside support of how to be a better user of electronic, etc. Mm-hmm. So that person can very well stay functioning well but really needs support to learn how to do it in the current role, right? Then there are other people, um, like myself, I went through my own personal process and I still practice radiology. I do that two days a week now. Mm -hmm. And I've created this whole um, business and this whole world for myself besides that. And the balance of the two for me is very fulfilling for me at this point in my life. That works really well. mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I think uh, when I'm working with patients, I try to tell them is, 
what are the things that you can control and then what are the things you can't control? So the things you can't control, maybe, you know, you know they had a heart attack or they have, uh, you know, they're going through bankruptcy. So they're working through that. That's not going to change in the short term. But a lot of the things that you can control, you'll put in a list on one side. And those things are um, having to do with outside pressures from family members, uh, self-inflicted wounds that they're doing. So the you know, they're, they're not exercising enough, they're drinking too much alcohol, or they're smoking cigarettes when they shouldn't be, yet they're trying to still get healthy. So then you can help them kind of weed down on those. And I think, like you said, if you go down from uh, full-time to two days a week, now you can still do your job, and then you have this other part of your life that's very fulfilling, and then that's how you make it better. So it's not necessarily having to do a wholesale change, but these little nips at the apple on the sides, and then before long you've already accomplished your goal. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, not everybody is in the position where they want to or can change their hours or change their jobs. So for those people, there really is a lot to do. And even adding in an outside interest or mm-hmm. you know, developing some interests out of medicine, spending more time with loved ones, etc. You know, some people can just split it and keep some of what they're doing and then create something else. And then other people do change and make a drastic change and leave entirely, you know, and, and I've worked with people who've done that as well. I've seen something with patients through the years where talking about toxic systems and it could be a relationship or it could be just a family member where they're involved with toxic people. And these people are the people that basically suck the life out of them Mm -hmm. with lack of a better word. And it's hard for them sometimes to get away from those people because they feel like they're obligated to them or, Somehow or another, if they, if they did, if they did, you know, limit their contact, then they're a bad person. But mm-hmm. in the end, that's just I see it continuing to bring them down, bring them down, bring them down. Have you seen any of that before, or have you seen that? I I have Tommy, and you know, some of the work I've done with clients is what you're talking about is codependency. Mm-hmm. You, you know, that's what it sounds like. And so, you know, we have you know we have done a lot of codependency work and the the people that i've seen make the greatest strides are the people that have really come to a place of truly and emphatically loving themselves and being committed to taking care of themselves like they would take care of their child or their niece or their nephew you know someone they love dearly to start to treat themselves like that and then setting up appropriate boundaries wherever needed to make sure they take care of themselves first. You know, when it, when in the whole concept of self-care, you know, the airlines have it right. <laughs> you know, when that oxygen mask comes down, you put it on yourself first before you can take care of anyone else. And whether we're talking about physician burnout or, you know, someone not keeping healthy food in the house because they have to feed everybody else and they don't like it or whatever it is. It's about being able to take care of yourself first and then you can give your best self to the world. Absolutely. That's when we come from such a place of power and, and you know, enjoy. Um, so I, I do see that. And, um, you know, there are also wonderful books related to all this, you know, depending upon what someone's issues are and where they're at. I recommend a lot of books. I recommend a lot of other people's brilliance in that area um, to help along. Because for me, books can be very, very good teachers. Well, you know, this has uh, been a real pleasure to talk to you. I think the things that we've talked about is not just for the very few people who are, quote, burned out. I think uh, almost everybody listening can at some level 
uh, appreciate the the things we've talked about today and i really uh, i'm glad to have you on and share with the work that you're doing and it's fascinating work and if you want to learn more about what she does go to www.lifestyle-health.net and then you can learn about uh, lifestyle health and dr stacy Funt and the work she's doing and uh, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing with us thanks for having me you're welcome and uh, for more of the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, I recommend you go to iTunes and subscribe. You could also go to YouTube and see the Dr. Tommy Show live show where we just uh, finished doing a uh, lumpia cooking with Dr. Tommy Show. We made lumpia with uh, my brother and clinic coordinator for Echelon Health, Tracy Hoyle. You can see that there and other things on Dr. Tommy Show on YouTube. And for all of you out there listening, uh, until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. For more show news and information, go to AskDrTommy.com and be sure to follow Dr. Tommy on Facebook at Echelon Health and on Twitter at Tampa Direct Care. To learn more about Echelon Health Concierge Medicine Practice, visit Echelon Health online at TampaDirectCare.com.